0: Hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to the Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic in Season Tournament Watch Party. The Orlando Magic are off. They're first place in group C, and they are waiting the results of the in-season tournament games tonight. We're gonna watch it all live. I'm gonna take your magic questions. So if you're uh, on the comments, wherever, we're gonna have we're just gonna hang out for the next hour, hour and a half or so. So Let's hit the music and let's have a day. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. or on the Twitter or X spaces, I don't know what it's called, with, Oma, with at omagicdaily. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we are doing a live watch-along of the final day of the in-season tournament as the Orlando Magic hope to advance. We'll go over all the scenarios. We're almost at halftime of these games. We're actually at halftime of the Brooklyn Nets game against the Toronto Raptors. I'll update on that score as well as scores around the league. You can see the, the big board behind me. We got the standings up there. Uh, we are going to talk all about what the Magic need to happen tonight, what we're watching as the Orlando Magic try to advance in the in-season tournament. We're going to be here hanging out for a little while, so please leave your comments. I see some of the comments already in the, the comment section here on our YouTube page. Um, if you're listening to us on the Twitter spaces, you can do, you can also leave comments there. We'll get you in on the show uh, and I'll answer your magic questions. That's just as important to me in this space as anything else. Before we do that, though, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether, this, whether you're watching us live, downloading us in the morning, listening to us later tonight. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On. And the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Don't forget that tonight, the Orlando Magic take on the Washington Wizards, the first of two games against the Washington Wizards. at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center, regardless of what happens in the in-season tournament. The schedule marches on, the season marches on. Um, The Orlando Magic will take on the Washington Wizards. That game, you can find that game on the SiriusXM app. You can listen to all the home broadcasts with our man, Jake Chapman, on the SiriusXM app. Just search on the SXM app for Magic and you will find the specially dedicated Magic channel. Okay, I went over the scenarios and went over all the various things the Magic need to happen in order to advance here in the in-season tournament. On the show earlier today, let's remind you what the Orlando Magic need. It is both very, very simple and and getting increasingly simpler uh, as the night goes on. We'll hit the decision desk for the first time here uh, in in just a moment. Uh, The simple thing is this. The Orlando Magic need the Brooklyn Nets to lose. If the Nets lose to the Raptors, the Magic are moving on to the next round and and most likely a date in Indianapolis against the Indiana Pacers. Um, That is, uh, and I'll get to your comments here in a second, so uh, do do not worry, I I see them all. Um, That is the first, first and foremost thing for the Orlando Magic. Nets lose, Magic advance, simple math, don't have to worry about anything. If the Nets win, however, because Brooklyn beat Orlando, Brooklyn or Orlando needs Brooklyn to win by fewer than 14 points and Boston to win by fewer than 23 points. That's that's the to win group C. So that's the simple thing. The wild card is where it gets complicated. Uh, the wild card is where everything starts to get really, really complicated, and and quite frankly. I think we can safely say the Magic are not going to get the wild card at this point. But the wild card is going to be just a a tad bit out of reach for the Orlando Magic. What the Magic needed tonight was a New York Knicks loss to the Charlotte Hornets at home without LaMelo Ball or for the Knicks to win by fewer than four points. To say the least, that is not happening. Let's hit the decision desk for the first time. Bum, 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 ba bum, bum, ba bum, bum, bum. All right, Decision Desk 2023. First result, the first results are not good for the Orlando Magic. Let's just start right there. The Toronto Raptors fought really hard to get back into the game. They held the Brooklyn Nets to just 50, uh, uh, sorry, I I'm, I'm, I'm might think, uh, the, the, the Toronto Raptors fought really hard to get back into the game. It looked like they were getting ready to kind of pull away, take the lead. And then the Nets went on a little bit of a run to end the first half. They lead the Toronto Raptors 52 to 44, so right in that uneasy zone. So not only are the Nets winning, they're up eight, and all they have to do is win by 14 points, and they will pass through, and they will pass your Orlando Magic, and win Group C. The Boston Celtics are taking care of their business against the Chicago Bulls, leading 69 to 50 at the half. Again, remember the Celtics need to win by 23 points in order to pass the Orlando Magic and win win that uh, point differential tiebreaker with the team. Jason Tatum has said how much he hates that tiebreaker. He did not appreciate the Magic trying to run up the score a little bit. I don't think the Magic were trying to run up the score in that game Friday. I think they were just that much better. Um, So the Celtics are doing their job and putting all that pressure on Magic. And the Magic are sitting back. That 20-point loss to the Nets is is looking like it's going to make it very, very tough for Orlando to advance. We're going to need Chicago to give us some help and give us some love. Which Chicago is loath to do after Orlando essentially just robbed them blind. Now, why is the wild card such a long shot for the Orlando Magic? There are two reasons why. First, the Milwaukee Bucks are a plus 32, so even if they lose tonight to the Miami Heat, unless they get blown out, they are likely to win that wild card and and be the fir- be the fourth seed in this in season tournament. Miami currently leads the Milwaukee Bucks 54 to 53 with about a minute 30 left in the second quarter. Kudos to the Charlotte Hornets there. Earlier, the New York Knicks were trouncing the Charlotte Hornets. The New York Knicks, though, lead the Charlotte Hornets 53-44 to 44 at the half. Again, essentially, this means the New York Knicks are, are going to lock out the Orlando Magic from the wild card. So a lot of our focus as we come on the air here is going to be exclusively, almost exclusively, on the Group C games. Orlando's realistically only path to get out of the the group play is to win group C. And so to do that, they need Brooklyn to lose or they need Brooklyn to win by fewer than 14 points and for the Celtics to win by fewer than 23 points. That ties Orlando. Orlando beats Boston in any tiebreakers because they won the game on Friday. That's the situation as we stand here nearing halftime. Um, obviously there is still a lot more to happen. Second halves go crazy in the NBA. Um, so we are just sitting here watching the results and waiting for things to come in. We're doing this show live. So if you're watching us live, I'm going to thank you for doing that. We're going to talk. I'll go through some of your comments here on the YouTube page. If you're listening in our Twitter spaces or X spaces, I don't know what they're exactly called anymore. Feel free to jump in, raise your hand. If you have any Orlando magic questions, I am here for you. I'm here to answer any questions you might have about the team about anything going on. We'll update some news here coming up in just a moment. I just want to get to some of the comments here on our YouTube page. Um, a lot of stuff saying the bulls are absolute trash. They, all they have to do is not get blown out. That is indeed what they are doing. Uh, Michael Mancini telling us they still mad at us for killing them on the boots trade. Um, and then David Erickson asks us this question, which we're just probably worth exploring a little bit before we get to our first little break here. Uh, Quick question on the lineup: Have you heard anything regarding trading for an All-Star like Zach Levine? I, I want to make that very, very clear. It's like Zach Levine, not actually Zach Levine. Now, obviously, Zach Levine has kind of made it clear that he would like out Chicago. Very, very much feels like. Um, yeah, I'll leave that up. Actually, uh, very, very much feels like they're about to blow things up. That they're about to start to to to, to kind of dis you know dis disassemble their team. My sense, though is that the magic aren't quite ready to push some chips in for stars. Um, regardless of whether Zach Levine's the guy or not, I don't really have a sense of what the magic want to do trade-wise. Um, I honestly don't have much of a sense of whether the magic are ready to like be more aggressive on the trade market, whether they're going to use the trade deadline to kind of push some chips in and, and shore up the roster a little bit. I, I don't, I don't necessarily have that answer right now. My sense is still this this magic group wants to see this team come together. The vibes are very, very good. They like the group that they've seen. They like they like what they've seen from this team. They like what they're what they're what they're doing, what they're doing right now, especially with Markel and Wendell. Still hurt. We'll get to Wendell in a minute. I see, I see your question there, Rafa. Um I get the sense that the magic want to give this team a chance to prove itself. Um, and so maybe there's a minor trade, you know, adding someone at the deadline, you know, if, if it's like, they're very clearly much better than they think they are and, and that they can, you know, get home court advantage. You know, honestly, like I don't think the magic are going to do any trades that affect the future. They're not, they're not in, you know, I, I know I've said this a million times when we thought this was just a play in season, which is not, this is a, playoff season. Now we're not in a play-in season. Uh, we are in a play-in season. We're in a playoff season, not a play-in season anymore. Um, I think that the magic aren't interested in like quote unquote saving the season. The only deals they will make are ones that will benefit the team long-term. So is Zach Levine that guy? I don't think so. I don't think the magic want to tie themselves up to Zach Levine's contract. Um, they're, they, they want to give Paolo and Franz all the growth that they've been given to grow and to keep getting better. I don't think they feel like this group is ready for that kind of exposure quite yet. Uh, and on top of that, I think that the magic are, I, I just think that the magic are um, kind of, I just think that the magic want to see this group play out and, you know, obviously they can't stand Pat forever. We know that this team has some improvements they need to make. Uh, and so we need to see them make those improvements and, and, and take those steps forward. So we will, we will see uh, what they end up doing. And obviously, uh, there's a lot of work to do there. Um, I see your question about Wendell Carter. I'll get to that coming up on the other side of this break because uh, I do still have to do my ad reads. I apologize for that. But that's a, let's have a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Look, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week. All season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to be providing you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us this week, uh, for this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy players of the week. I want to highlight a couple players that the Magic have seen this week. Al Horford, he only played, he only played one more game this week, but with Christoph Skorzingis out, we saw him leave the game against the Magic on Friday. Horford is about to get a big bump in his production. Also check out Gordon Hayward. If he was dropped in your league, he should be grabbed now that LaMelo Ball is out with an ankle injury. We saw him do some things that made me a little bit nervous and and flash back to some very, very bad days when the Magic played the Hornets because Gordon Hayward is just a certified Magic killer. Josh Lloyd for On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your Fantasy Basketball Championship and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit It's the same with your vehicle. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, they're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are officially listening to our in-season tournament watch party. It is currently halftime at most of the Eastern Conference games. I've got Nets-Raptors up on my TV. The Nets currently lead the Raptors at the half by seven, but Toronto's been plucky, so let's not not give up on them quite yet. Boston is up 19, I believe, on Chicago at the half as well. I should probably just double-check that. Um, uh, Up 19 at the half as well. So the Magic are going to be sweating a little bit here. Uh, to close this game. If you are listening to us live, if you're listening to us uh, on uh, X Spaces, go ahead and raise your hand. If you have a question, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and leave your comments. I am here to talk about whatever you want to talk about during the next couple hours as we watch these games and the results roll in. Here's a question though I want to get to first. Uh, from Rafa Casanova here on YouTube, when do you think it's a realistic time frame for Dell to come back? Um, if you have not heard yet, Wendell Carter spoke to the media today. Uh, This was about the three-week mark uh, when his injury occurred. Uh, We got a chance to talk to him. He told us today was one of the best days of his life. Uh, The doctor officially gave him the clear to remove his cast, so he's no longer wearing that cast on his left hand. He had nice little, like, kind of finger wraps on them. Um, He's still not cleared to do any on-court activity, so he's like on the bike doing some cardio. Uh, He's not running up and down quite yet. Um, While he was on the court, he was kind of shooting around uh, only kind of one handed set shots. So, you know, I I took some video don't read too much into whether those shots go in or out. He is just, he's not moving and jumping around that much. Um, you know, he's just kind of trying to stay as close to game shape as he can. He told us that he is expecting to see the doctor again in about one and a half to two weeks. And, And, uh, at that point he said he is hopeful that he will get the all clear to resume, uh, on-court activity, that he will get get the all-clear to return to the court and start kind of getting himself ramped up again. So we are indeed looking at at least another week and a half, two weeks, and even from there, I would expect uh, another week on top of that to kind of get himself conditioned and back into game shape. I I am not expecting uh, Randall Carter back until I would say mid December, if not closer to Christmas, probably Christmas week. It'll probably be a really good, um, really good Christmas gift for Orlando Magic fans to have Wendell Carter back. Um, I've seen this from a lot of people. Uh, I've seen this from a lot of people uh, on, on my comments, especially saying, you know, don't mess up the chemistry. Goga Batadze is playing really well. And Goga Batadze is playing really, really well. But let's be very, very clear Goga Batadze's offense is very, very limited. He is not a jump shooter, he is not even much of a roller. He is a dump-down guy. He's an offensive rebound put-back guy. Um, Wendell Carter adds a different dimension to this offense. Um, it, it it adds a different level to this offense that, you know, as much as well as this offense has played, um, is definitely something this team is missing. And look, we're going to hit a little bit of a rough patch here. Um, let's, let's roll right into the next question. Uh, Victor Rodriguez asks, how long do you think the Magic win streak will last? Uh, I am... I won't lie. I am a little bit nervous about these two games against Washington. I'm glad Washington was able to get a win at Detroit before they came down to Orlando. Um, I think that that is good. Uh, Washington, though, is a really strong offensive team. And they actually have a really strong bench. I believe they are first in the league in bench points per game. Orlando's second, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they, they can score a lot of points. So, this is a big test for the Magic's defense. I think they had their letdown game Sunday against Charlotte. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Magic sweep these two games and then they're, they're going to lose at Brooklyn on Saturday. Um, that's a schedule loss. An Orlando to Brooklyn back-to-back, it's, it's the one thing that's in the Magic schedule very regularly that I hate with a passion. It was It's bad. Uh, and, and so I do expect the Magic to lose on Saturday against Brooklyn. Uh, but... But we'll see, you know, this team is good enough. And then obviously, like, I can't predict much further than that because here's the tricky part about the in-season tournament. So next week, we do not know the Magic schedule. The in-season tournament quarterfinals will take place December 4th and December 5th at team sites. The teams that do not make the quarterfinals will get games placed on the schedule for December 6th and I believe December 8th. Um, And so we do not know the Magic schedule next week. I do not know who, I have no clue what the formula is for figuring out which teams they will play. I assume one of them will be home and one of them will be on the road. Um, and so if the Magic do not qualify for the in-season tournament and look, Indiana is going to finish one or two. So the, they're, they're either going to Indiana. There's still a very small window for Orlando to have a home game in the in-season tournament quarterfinal. I, it's not looking likely that's going to happen uh, again. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but you know, again, it's still, it's still, uh, New York, it, it won't happen because New York is k- kicking butt and, and New York's going to expand, expand their lead over Miami unless Miami wins big over Milwaukee. So Orlando, if they advance in group C are going to be the three seed in this tournament. They're going to go on the road next Tuesday if they're in the in-season tournament. Um, I don't know where, and, and so I don't know how long the streak will last. It would not surprise me if they lose. It wouldn't surprise me necessarily if they lose tomorrow, um, or Wednesday, it wouldn't surprise me if they sweep these two games. <clears throat> Excuse me. It wouldn't surprise me if they sweep these two games and lose at Brooklyn. Aussie at this point wouldn't surprise me completely if they beat Brooklyn, uh, although Brooklyn is playing very, very well. Second half has just started. The Nets lead 54-47, about a minute into the third quarter. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a challenge, I think, for for this for this magic team. But look, they're gonna lose somewhere along the road. December is very, very tough. I think when we all looked at the schedule. We all said December is going to be the toughest part of the schedule, especially like kind of mid-December through the West Coast road trip to start January. And then things start to level off a little bit. We know the Magic have a very, at least on paper, easy schedule after the All-Star break. So the Magic have done really, really well to handle this part of the schedule and put themselves in a very, very good spot to uh, be in good position for the playoffs. Um, But we'll see see ultimately uh, what they end up doing. Um uh we have a uh, speaker request here on the uh on the uh, uh, uh Twitter spaces. So I'll get to some of your comments here on YouTube in just a moment. But let's hear from Cody LaRouche. Cody, how's it going, my man? Cody, can you hear me? Cody, you are on mute. Oh, there we go. There we go. How's it going, Cody? Jr. Goga Batata today
1: uh, conversation. So, something I noticed, obviously, you know, we use Wendell Carter Jr. a lot to spread the floor, open up the paint, you know, pull it. Nick Claxton's out of the paint, you know, guys that are will easily defend uh, against Paulo Franz drive. Does Wendell Carter Jr. need to alter his game more of a coming more in some, kind of mixing it up, do you think? Would that benefit us?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I here's the thing. I think that the mat like the magic offense is kind of designed not to have to deal with any of that. Like the magic offense is generally designed more to have spacing, to, to, to have guys make reads. Um, it's, it's designed to take what the defense kind of gives you. Uh, And so, you know, what they're missing right now with Wendell Carter is, is Wendell Carter is another decision maker, you know, you know, Koga Bataje's had some nice assist games. I'm not saying Koga's a bad decision maker, but they love like running Wendell at the top of the key. You know, you're, you're probably noticing a lot that Paolo Banquero is running a lot of point guard, um, and a lot of, um, you know, it's kind of bringing the ball up and kind of initiating a lot of these actions and a lot of these sets. Um, and, uh, it's. Oh, sorry, that was the wrong one. Um, and and so I think that you know, with Wendell Carter, you just add a little bit more versatility. You know, we have a question here on the YouTube asking how I see Dell and Markel fitting back with the team when healthy because we can't go back to the way they played early in the season. And and I agree with that, but I also think like this magic offense has changed, it's it's figured itself out a little bit more. Like, you know, look, Goga Batadze and Anthony Black aren't spacing the floor any better than Wendell Carter and Mark Wendell Carter and Markel Folston. did. Um, and so they figured out a way to kind of crack defenses a little bit. Now, I think, you know, Wendell Carter is a good rebounder, but Gogo Batadze is a fantastic offensive rebounder. And that's probably my bigger concern of having Wendell out on the perimeter a little bit more that the Magic might lose some of that offensive rebounding. So, you know, everything is a balance to to answer your question. Like we need Paolo running point and distributing the ball. Absolutely. We need Paolo in the post more. We need Wendell as a three-point threat and a post threat. You know, you need all of it in order for this team to be successful. I mean, there's a very kind of small margin of error for this team. Uh, and, and you know, they've they've done a good job, I think, making the most of what they have and, and finding their way. Teams are going to figure them out. Or the shots aren't going to go down. You know, obviously, like early in the season, Paolo and Franz were really struggling, and now they're shooting the ball significantly better. You know, there's there's going to be a lot to still figure out and a lot to, to, to get down when these guys get back. But, you know, it's still... At the end of the day, it's better to play with better players, and Wendell's obviously more versatile and can do more things. And it's just about being creative enough and making the right reads and decisions to push this team ahead. If that makes sense, I, I think I think that that gets gets to it. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely did. And
1: you had a lot of good points. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be intriguing because we have a lot of guys this year that you could argue deserve minutes, but with limited minutes to go around. Uh,
0: even in short stints like Oga, you know, you may not find minutes when Wendell comes back. And I mean, and like, and like the other thing, I mean, like the other thing is, and I think this is the underrated part of the magic step and how well they're playing. Like if Wendell needs an extra couple days and has to miss a, another game or two to fully recover from this injury. So he's not like coming back, you know, being rushed back or, or forced back. Like previous years that kills the team. Right now, that's not hurting anybody. That's not hurting the team at all. Like, they're still competitive, and, and, and that's a difference this year than, than previous seasons. Agreed, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we, we have so much depth this year, it's actually crazy. I mean, we it is. Like, Caleb Houston, who lighted up as
1: a 3-D guy, you know, just sitting on our bench.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and, like, you know, look, we sent the number 11 pick in the draft down to the G League. He had a great run in the G League. You know, I don't know when he's expected to uh, fully return the team. I think they have one more game on this road trip, but um you know jets jet's struggling to get minutes and and you know guess what? An- Anthony to struggle to get minutes when this team's fully healthy for for better or for worse. yep, yeah. cool. thank you. thank you very much, Cody. I, I appreciate you uh, jumping on. um we're gonna take a a quick break so I, I see some speaker requests. we'll get to some more comments here on the uh, uh, on the uh, uh, sorry um. I see some more comments here on the, on the YouTube. Um, um, so we'll get, we'll get to those, co- get to those questions coming up here in just a moment. But first it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL season is heating up even if the weather is getting colder. Today was the first sweater day of the season. I love sweater days. And right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Before we jump ready forward, let me remind you all that Lockdown has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every week. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 channel today. Uh, before we dive back into comments and your questions here on our live show. Let's get it let's get an update from the decision desk it is not good news in Boston it is red alert time in Boston the Boston Celtics currently lead the Chicago Bulls 82 to 57 it does not matter if Brooklyn wins if this this score holds up the Celtics have to out have to outscore or have to beat the Bulls by 24 they're currently up 25 they have to win that game by 24 points to pass the magic in point differential. If this result holds, the Magic will need the Brooklyn Nets to lose outright. Currently, the Brooklyn Nets have expanded their lead back out after the Raptors got it to, got it down to 4. It is 61-54 Brooklyn with 7:43 left in the third quarter. So, very bad results right now coming in from around the league for the Orlando Magic. Like I said, um the good news that if there is a little bit of good news The New York Knicks now only lead the Charlotte Hornets by two at 60 to 58. The bad news, Miami leads Milwaukee 62 to 59 at the half. If these results hold in group C, Orlando will need New York to have a close win by no more than four points and a Milwaukee win over Miami in order to advance in the in-season tournament. So bad results here. Still waiting on some ballots to come in from Maricopa County, uh, but we are are, are, uh, not seeing good results here midway through the third quarter. Okay. Let's get back to some of your questions. I see speaker requests here in the Twitter spaces, but I want to get to, um, get to this question from Jake droppers, which is a question that I'm very interested in. And I've been trying to get at, um, question is curious if you've heard anything from veteran players about their perspective on the ISD and historical legacy, i.e. if NBA 80 makes a top 90 list, does a Dame ISD victory put him above Dame without, um, Jake, Jack, sorry, I, I got your name wrong there. Jack, um, I don't think we're quite there yet, um, to be perfectly honest. I think, I think the players who are playing right now understand that this is something special, something different. Uh, I think that they see the trip to Vegas. They see the chance to win a trophy as a big deal. We don't know yet, though, what the historical significance of this thing is. And as Adam Silver has said, um, it takes a while to build traditions. This is the first time they're doing something. We can all admit it is a gimmick. We can all admit it is done to get people interested in the NBA. It has been a gimmick that has worked, to be perfectly honest. This thing has worked really, 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 really well. Um, But does it have historical significance? That's not going to happen until we've been through a few of these things. If if we have done a few of these things and, and gone over and over and over and over again with these and it feels big and it gets bigger with each season, then it's going to have historical significance. You know, honestly, I think the NBA is loving the discussion around this thing, but I don't think they're very happy that Denver's not going to make the quarterfinal, that Boston is on thin ice to make the quarterfinal. They want a legitimate winner. Not that Orlando isn't a legitimate winner. We will gladly take that trophy. They want LeBron to win this thing. They want a Steph Curry to win this thing. I don't know where Golden State is in the tournament, but they want a marquee player and marquee teams to win this thing. So that in Las Vegas, you know, on December not on December 9th or 7th or whatever date it is. I'm um, not good that I don't remember the date. Um that on December 7th, uh uh no December 9th, sorry, excuse me. That on December 9th for the finals of this thing, that they have a game that they can sell to the TV market sell to the TV markets that they can sell to a fan to the fans that gets crazy good ratings and delivers everything that they're hoping for. Uh, so the historical significance of thing is saying is, is still getting built. You know, I think players are intrigued with the idea, but they, you know, even Paolo said, I don't think we realized this was an in-season tournament game in Brooklyn when they lost by 20, they didn't come out with the right intensity for it and they got beat and it's probably going to cost them a chance to go to the quarterfinals here. So I think everyone is still getting a feel for this thing. Like, look, we can all admit that this is a gimmick. We can all admit that this is, um, Done to manufacture discussion. Done to manufacture special things like this. I'm willing to take the bait and go for it, uh, but it's uh, it's still a long way to go. Updating on the game before we get to our next speaker request here. The Toronto Raptors pulling back to within one, one sixty-one sixty with six twenty to go in the third. We will definitely start watching the game a little bit more closely here uh, in the third in the fourth quarter as this is looking to be the only result that matters. Uh, for the Magic's pathway to the quarterfinal round. All right, let's get another speaker request in here uh, from Orlando, NLA, uh, jumping in here on the Twitter Spaces. Um, hey, how's it going, man? Once you get off mute, it's okay. We're we're all we're all still we're all still learning to mute button. <laughs> how's it going, man? Oh, hello. Are you there? Phones are weird. Um, we'll, 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 t- we'll dive in we'll, there's some soul questions in here in the YouTube in the YouTube chat on free agents. We'll dive dive into those. I'll catch up on some of the YouTube comments here in a minute and, and it looks like we lost. okay. Uh, let's let's go to our next speaker request. It's gonna be Michael Michael jumping in as a speaker. How are you doing, Michael? Good good. How are you? I'm doing good.
1: and really early on with some of his results, especially the last game, was around a Cole Anthony six Man of the Year campaign. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And, and do you think there's a clear path that could happen, uh, you know, given the media coverage of the Magic?
0: Yeah. And, and you know, when it comes to these awards, and, and, and you know, we'll get to a Cole Anthony six Man of the Year campaign, we got to start bumping up the Paolo Bancaro All-Star campaign. Like, look, he's probably not going to get voted in as a starter, but the ballots will come out in December. At the end of the day... All of these individual awards, except for rookie of the year, are based on how your team is doing. If the magic are in the playoffs, if the magic are the five or six seed come early January when voting closes and the coaches send their ballots in, if the magic are right in that playoff race, Paolo Banquero is going to go to the all-star game. If the Magic are a playoff team and Cole Anthony is still averaging 14, 15, maybe 16 points per game, he has got a very good chance of winning sixth man of the year. At the end of the day, These individual awards are all about team success. No one's going to vote for a guy. You know, Like I said, the Washington Wizards actually have one of the best, highest scoring benches in the league. No one's voting Danilo Gallinari to be sixth man of the year. Um, He's playing for the Wizards. Uh, If the Magic remain relevant, if they stay in the playoff race, if they continue to play as well as they're playing, there is a very good chance that they will at least be in the conversation for some of these awards. Now, will Cole Anthony win that award? Um, you know, it's hard to say Sixth man of the year is a weird one. I think a lot of it goes down, goes to reputation, um, which Cole is obviously still building as a sixth man in this league. Uh, some of it goes down to just like rookie of the year to just raw scoring. Um, and so he is someone that can, that can score. Um, and so he's going to be in that conversation. We're going to be able to make that argument very, very well. You know, we all kind of saw it coming at the beginning of the season. I think, you know, we all definitely thought that he was a dark horse to win sixth man of the year, but now that the magic are playing really, really well. You know, they're second in the East right now. Everyone's talking about them. We'll get through December and then we'll really know where this team is at uh, as Toronto takes the lead now with 458 to play. Um, uh, start celebrating, don't celebrate quite yet. There's still still some returns to come in. Um, but uh, it is, I think it is a very realistic thing for Cole Anthony to potentially be a sixth man of the year. It, it's, it's going to come down to how well the team plays as much as how well he plays. Awesome, I appreciate it. No, no problem. Thank, thank you very much, Michael. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's get, let's get Orlando in LA in here now, since, uh, since we lost him the first time. Uh, How you doing, man? Are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. Uh, My question was more about like the future of the Magic, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. We're I'm here to answer questions uh, while we're while we're watching the end of this game.
1: starting point guard like going out and getting him because I feel like you know obviously we're supposed to build the team around Paulo and Franz and I would want to get good shooting around him plus he's a big. How do you
0: feel about that? Uh I will I will fully admit this and I put a question out that I was going to address uh, on our YouTube page up on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Um I will fully admit Malcolm Brogdon is very much on my early trade target list. Um I still think it's a little early to be so focused on trades. Um but it's going to be late pretty soon, obviously. And so uh, when I've been thinking about the magic and it's not that I dislike Marco Fultz, obviously Um, you know, Marco full Marco Fultz and and, a score update, Boston now up 95 63 on Chicago. So Orlando is going to need Brooklyn to lose this game to advance at this point. Um, uh, Chicago, Chicago, just, just kicking us on, on the, on the way out here. Um, but, um, sorry, sorry for the side, for the side there. Uh, the, uh, uh, Markel Fultz is definitely a big flashpoint. Um, I did think that the Magic were going to be able to get a deal done with him, but obviously they kind of, I think, hint uh, not getting a deal done with him kind of hints at, are we sure he's the right point guard for our team? And, and I think every move the Magic make from here on out, and, and you know, Connor Easterday on, on YouTube here asking about um, Bojan Bogdanovich, but he'll done as potential targets as well. All three very, very good targets. I put them, put them on my list with buddy with uh with uh, uh Malcolm Brogdon. We do have to start asking ourselves what is the right point guard for this magic team? And as good of a playmaker as Markel is, as good as he is at getting to the basket, you're absolutely right. This team needs shooting, this team needs to be able to make shots and needs to be able to spread the floor. Um, everything this team does uh has to be done to make Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner's life easier. They have done their job by stepping up and being better defenders. And this team has a lot of really good, really good defenders and has played really fantastic defense this year. Now they have to find ways to make that offense work. And obviously it's working right now over the last seven games, but they haven't been able to take this offense on the road. The the, the home road offensive split is is a problem um, for this team. And so we all know what this team needs this team needs shooting. They need to, they need, they need outside shooting. Um, They don't necessarily need a super ball dominant point guard. And so a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, in my opinion, is actually kind of the exact point guard they need. You know, if they, if they could find a way to turn a Jalen Suggs into a Marcus smart style point guard or uh, a Malcolm Brogdon type point guard where, yeah, he might bring the ball up. um, But he doesn't need the, but he's not the one in the ball with the ball in his hand sort of organizing the offense or, initiating initiating things. He is um he is the uh, uh uh he is you know they just need someone to bring the ball up and just kind of get it to Paolo and let Paolo run things or let Franz run things they don't need a traditional point guard um they need someone who can spread the floor you know be a bit be a bit of an organizer be a, be an old head and make an open three-pointer and you know that is not Markel Fultz, unfortunately, right now, and, and and unfortunately, he hasn't taken this. You know, at least hasn't shown us the step. You know, I'm I'm a believe. I kind of believe that this injury was not something that was relatively sudden. It was something that's been bothering him for a while. That's why he's looked off. But uh, but you know, who knows? Now they're giving him the time to heal, so maybe he'll come back. He'll look like what we all thought he would be, and all this is moot. And I think the Magic are going to give him that opportunity to do that. But. The Malcolm Brogdon, but Malcolm Brogdon is definitely a guy on my list. And, and while he has an injury history that, that concerns me a little bit too, um, he is the exact kind of player that I think the Magic should be thinking about and targeting. Um, you know, there's a list that came up, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, Buddy healed Doug McDermott. You know, obviously like Casey Myers on our YouTube page asking who do we trade to fix our three-point problem and who do we trade away to get them? That's ultimately the big question. You know, I think Marco Fultz is on that list. You know, you know, you, you know, know. That's, that's the bigger question is what do you trade to get get, get rid of them? But by the same token, a lot of those players have been mentioned. You know, even Brogdon, I believe, is a free agent this summer. The Magic have a ton of cappers. So they can defer a lot of these That's decisions. Yeah, the no, I'm sorry? He's, he's okay. So, so he would be someone they'd have to get now. And, and there's going to be some competition for him. So, so you know, if you want Brogdon, if Brogdon, you feel like Brogdon's the answer, you got to go get him now. Um, but like a Buddy Heel, for instance, um, he's a free agent this summer. The magic have the cap room to go, just go get him if they want it. If they want to, Um, even after signing Cole Anthony, you know. And this isn't a big free agent summer. There's not a lot of great free agents. The magic have to be a little bit more creative using their cap room instead of just rolling things over. Um, You know, we 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 now know we have a capable team. You know, I think that's the most important thing we need to learn this year. Is is this team ready to win more seriously? We're 19 games into the season, 17 games into the season. This team's ready to win more seriously. So I, I agree with you. We need to start thinking about. What does this team actually need? Who are, the play, who are the players or the archetype of players that we need to take that step? And, and I agree that I think Malcolm Brogdon is, is the exact kind of player this Magic team needs. All right. Well, thank you for having me up here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely appreciate that. Um, if anyone else wants to jump in as a speaker here on the uh, on the Twitter spaces, please feel free to do so. Um, you know, like I think, I think a lot of people are kind of noting, you know, the shooting thing is, is getting, is getting, uh, it is, uh, the, the shooting thing is definitely sparking some conversation. Uh, no price picks today, Raphael. Sorry. Um, not on, not on the list today. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, you're seeing some people say like, you know, we, maybe we don't need as much shooting. Joe Ingalls has started to come around. Paolo's shot started to come around, but this team still needs shooting. The magic have done a very good job figuring out how to get around their shooting. Is that something that can last? My guess is no. It's it's not. It's not something that can necessarily necessarily last. But the Magic have found their way. Paolo's shooting the ball really really well. Franz is shooting the ball really really well. Um, so we'll so we'll see uh, about about that. Um, as we stand right now, um, let's get let's get a quick decision desk update here nearing the end of the third quarter. The Brooklyn Nets lead the Toronto Raptors seventy to sixty seven. However, the Boston Celtics now lead the Chicago Bulls one hundred to seventy, up by thirty. The Magic need them to win by fewer than twenty-four points, um, so that's not looking good for Orlando. Orlando will need Brooklyn to lose, or need Brooke, Toronto to beat Brooklyn. Spencer Dinwiddie just hit a free throw here late in the third quarter to make it seventy to sixty-seven. Um, elsewhere, though, some good news: Milwaukee is beating is beating Miami. However, the New York Knicks have opened up a 79 to 66 lead over the Charlotte Hornets near at the end of the third quarter. Not looking good for the Orlando Magic to advance. Everything's going to come down to this Toronto game against Brooklyn. Sean Woodley, wherever you are on Lockdown On Raptors, we are big Raptors fans tonight. Let's get another speaker request here uh, from uh, from. I'm gonna, excuse me if I butcher this, Jesus Cologne or, or Jesus Cologne. Um, let's 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 get let's get him in here to ask a question, and we'll get to some of the questions here on our YouTube page. Um, how's it going, man? I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, uh, how's it going? Hey, is this on? Yeah, it's on. How you doing, man?
1: What's going on, Philip? I hope you're
0: having a good night. I, I I would be a lot better if Toronto had three more points. Hey, we still got a lot of time. A lot of time left. 14 minutes ago. Exactly.
1: So, I wanted to ask a question in regards to the shooting. Um, you know, I know that you know, especially you, for, the, for, for a couple of years, we've been preaching about waiting. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, I know we have to adjust our expectations eventually just because of the early success. But isn't it fair to argue just to wait for Jet Howard and Caleb Houston to have at least a year under the, another year under their belt to see whether or not it's worth it? Because, I mean, to get a guy in a trade like Brogdon or Buddy Healed. It's going to take one or two of those guys I'm thinking because they're not going to want an end of the bench type of guy. So I, I would argue that if we've waited this long, it's not like we're going to win a championship this year or even next year unless, you know, just crazy things happen. Um, isn't it better to just wait another year or two and maybe just make that trade next offseason, not this off season that's coming up, but the following one where we should be contending if everything goes according to plan? That's kind of my thinking there.
0: Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that thinking is wrong. Um, you know, as far as Jed Howard and Caleb Houston, it's almost like, it's almost like those guys figuring it out, becoming rotation players would almost give the team permission to move on from some other players or, you know, do that kind of consolidation trade that I think a lot of fans talk about um, because it, it means you have the player in reserve to replace what you're using. So if you're looking to upgrade a spot and you trade, you know, I don't know who who you trade. You trade a Markel Fultz and a Gary Harris for something. You now have, you know, you're essentially, you're probably going to trading Markel Fultz and Gary Harris. Uh, Someone asked, what do the magic trade? That's probably your trade package right now is Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, and that Denver pick in 25. Um, You trade a Markel Fultz and a Gary Harris, essentially probably for a point guard. Um, And then you have Jed Howard and Caleb Houston ready to slide into the spot that's been left open by Gary Harris. So, I think you're i think you're dead on and i think the magic have been very patient waiting for these young guys to kind of prove themselves and, and put themselves in a position and in a situation where the magic can make these decisions and the magic can say okay we've got jet howard ready to explode we know he we know we can rely on him for 15 minutes a night he's going to be a great three-point shooter we can spot start him when we need him we can go all in for that one guy that we really need this year, or that one guy that we think is going to help us out over the next couple of years. Um, I've been a big, a big thing that I have said to people is the magic needs salary slots right now. If they want to make the big, big superstar trade generally, I just don't think the magic are quite at that stage yet. They want to see this young group develop. And so I'm, I'm still very skeptical that the magic even do anything at this year's trade deadline, unless Mark Hell is just a lost cause, which I don't think he is. Um, I, I don't think the magic are quite ready to make that big move yet, but we all see it coming. And, and I think that move is like the last thing you do. Um, so it's fun to speculate. It was fun to like go through the exercise of a Damien Willard or James Harden or whoever. And I think most of us came to the conclusion that it's not the right time. It's fun to go through the exercise of a Zach Levine. And I think, again, I think we all kind of understand that he's maybe not the right player in the right situation. Uh, but, um, but it's important to go through those exercises but I don't but I agree I don't think the team is quite ready and they're they're doing fine right now. Like if if the team struggled if they were a playing team and you just saw okay we need this little nudge to get us over the top then yeah go make the move but it doesn't feel that way. Now obviously we'll see what happens in the next month but it doesn't quite feel that way that the magic need that last little nudge. It feels like okay let these guys kind of cook and develop and we'll see what happens. Can I add one more thing? Sure, sure. I think it adds to the conversation. You know,
1: if we think about all these other players in the league, there's. don't you think there's? if the Magic had the opportunity, they would have done it in terms of the fit for the team? Because you look at a guy like Gary Harris, he fits really well with this team. Um, his character fits really well. I know the front office talks about character yeah. like, nonstop. nonstop. Um, and, you know, you see all these... Uh, all these trades on the trade machine of like a Tyler Hero or, a, you know, an offseason of Jordan Poole. But in my opinion, their character, based off what we see at least online and in certain public, uh, I guess, viewing or whatever, it doesn't necessarily fit the character that we see all these guys have. And how much better is a player like that to this team than Gary Harris? I think that's a really valid question. Like why don't we just re-sign Gary Harris again? I mean I don't know, you know. I, I Yeah. Don't know how to make the move or make the trade machine? But I think it's a fair. I I, a fair I think kind of I, conversation to have with Gary Harris.
0: Well. I, I I absolutely think that is fair to say, and and you know I would have said entering the season that you know they're probably probably moving on from Gary Harris just because of the age, because you know they want uh you know they want to put that money elsewhere because they have a Jet Howard now, but I I, I can't disagree with you. You know I think the Magic are not at like a beginning stages of their development, but they are definitely at a stage where they want to be more competitive, where they they know they can be more competitive and they're still kind of building their foundation. Like, you know, when everyone was freaking out about the offense earlier in the year, and, and yes, we should be concerned about the offense. I'm not here to ignore any of the offensive problems the Magic have, but like the point of this season, I feel like is let's establish who we are defensively let's, let's be a top five defense. We're not going to really care where the offense is at. The offense will come. Let's worry about being a top five defensive team. Establish that culture, that, that habit in our leaders, especially because, you know, if we want to be real, if we're going to talk about trades and all that, the only two players that matter on this team are Paolo Bancaro and Franz Fager. Those are, those are your team leaders. Like Wendell Carter is a team leader. Um, you know, Jalen Suggs is a is a team is a team leader, but Paolo and Franz are the only guys that really matter. Um, for them to be part of the, the I think the important thing right now is let's establish in them the culture and the process of magic basketball. This is who we are at our core, so that as we you know maybe tweak and add players here and there. That doesn't change, and so you're absolutely right. I, I don't think you just dismiss a Gary Harris and how valuable he is, and especially as a veteran who's been around this group, who's bought into what this team is doing. Um, it's it's important that that it's important that the Magic establish this foundation. And if you're just going out trading random guys, trading for random players who are new to this, and they don't buy in, then you got problems. You know what you want to have happen is you add a, a new player or two. And they just seamlessly fit into what you're doing anyway, because everyone else is already doing it. So I don't expect, you know, in the next year or two, for sure that the magic will do anything like major or crazy big. They're just going to try and keep layering on top of what they're building, what they built the last two years. And especially now what they're building this year. So I think you're absolutely right. Grass is not always greener. There's a reason why they've stuck with continuity. It's because everyone's bought into what this team is doing and they want to keep building on it.
1: Philip and, and one last thing just to add to that point and I think you can agree with this statement I feel like it's like the type of defense that we play is harder to find in transactions maybe trade um, for sure drafting also and you know through the offseason through signing free agents I think this type of defense is harder to to find in a transaction than it is to find a shooter in a transaction. Um, I mean, we look at a bunch of the bad teams. They can score, but they yeah. can't defend, so that's why they don't win. So I think that the offense can be bought, per se. For sure. But the defense can't. For sure. That's my
0: argument a Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. And look, when you add shooters, shooters are typically not great defenders. Um, you do sacrifice a little bit of your defense to add an offensive player. And, and, and you have to just kind of decide whether that whether that that gain is worth the risk of what you might lose um you know that's 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 part of that's part of the game that's part of the job that jeff altman has to do and what he has to evaluate is whether whether he's done you know whether this will work you know joe ingles is 36 years old he's always been a good defender but he's coming off a torn acl from a few years ago he's not the spring chicken he once was he's a smart defender but he's not going to pretend to be a, a great defender but He's the kind of player that understands a team defensive concept, so it's not surprising me that they took that risk with a veteran player more than a young player, like you know, say a Buddy Hield, who's not really a strong defender. You know, um, it, um, that that's definitely part of I think the equation uh, and the questions that that you're making here.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I I think I think we're all on the same page. I'm sure a lot of the listeners agree. I think it's just it's been so long without us having a extravagant amount of success that we're just kind of
0: desperate at this point. I yeah. Mean, I get it. <laughs> I mean, and, and I I think that's to stay the course a little bit longer. Yeah. And that's a really important thing to remember. Like obviously the, the shock and penny team was built through the draft with shock and penny, but it was Nick Anderson and Dennis Scott before them. And then you had the big free agent move with horse grant of uh, the Dwight Howard teams, you know, built very much through the draft with Dwight and Jameer in that one draft. They traded Steve Francis for nothing. They traded Coutinho Mobley essentially for nothing. Uh, they let Grant Hill walk in free agency. There, there is a, you do have to hit on a big free agent at some Um and, and and when you and make how that. Many shooters do you need on a team? Yeah. Realistically, how many shooters do you need? Because if we
1: have Paolo shooting 35, 36%.
0: Um, I mean, you know, he, here's, 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 here's the, the thing. To 40%. Here's, the th- here's the thing though. Here's the th- thing though, man. Like you still see it. You still see five, five, you know, at least five feet in the paint uh, when the Magic are trying to drive with some of these lineups. And like, look, we're going to get to the playoffs. Like, I don't think, you know, it's been a while since we've had a team that was entering the playoffs with a chance to grow. We're going to get to the playoffs and every single flaw on this roster is going to get exposed. Um, like, like I, like people laugh at me for saying this, Losing a five, losing a five-game series to the Milwaukee Bucks is going to be one of the best things that could happen to this team. Like, honestly, like if the Magic do advance in this in this playing tournament and in, in season, yeah. Bubble, we weren't going anywhere, right? No, we weren't going anywhere. Okay. But like the Detroit Pistons beating the Magic in 2007 and then again in 2008, that exposed a lot of this team's flaws and taught Dwight Howard and Jimmy Nelson, like, oh, this is what we have to be better at for us to be competitive, for us to win. Um, you know, Boston did that, you know, the playoffs expose your every flaw, you know, you get picked up, you get picked apart. Um, and that's, that's what this magic team needs. They need, they need someone to, to, to show them exactly what they have to do. And then or exactly where their weaknesses are. And then the front office can say, well, can that, will that weakness improve by internal development or do we need to add something externally to fix that weakness? Um, that's, that's going to be the question. And obviously this team's young enough to say like, okay, for the most part, a lot of stuff's going to get fixed internally. Um, like if Paolo struggles in his first playoff series, every every superstar struggles in his first playoff series, that's going to get fixed with him getting the experience. But if the Magic can't make a shot or can't get open shots or can't you know do the things they've been doing well in the regular season, that tells you you need something else. And so that's what the season's about at the end of the day. Like that's what I want to see from the season.
1: to see how much we improve throughout the year even if we kind of plateau and we become a 500 team I'm interested to see if our half-court offense becomes better because I think that's something that will get exposed in the playoffs and it's something that we're going to have to address if we really want to succeed so there's a lot of things to analyze this season we just got to stay the course and uh, it's going to be fun it's going to be fun it's exciting
0: yeah it's it's, it's obviously been a great start I I mean again I don't want to like downplay anything or, or, or be worried about things this is the natural way we have to learn these things and and, and the natural way we have to do these things um, thanks for dropping on I want to make sure I get to other people here on, on our youtube page yeah, I, have a, for sure, for sure. I i have a few yeah, things I want, I want to get to, to on, you know, yeah abso- absolutely 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 thank, thank, thank you very much man um, okay let's get some quick updates let's uh let's let's uh, go back to the decision desk here um as uh let's go back to the decision desk here get some score updates the Boston Celtics currently lead the Chicago Bulls 116 to 81. Um, I think we can officially declare that game over. Uh the Orlando I think we I think we can we can officially call that. The AP is calling it the Boston Celtics will defeat the Chicago Bulls by more than 24 points, which means the Orlando Magic will need the Toronto Raptors to beat the Brooklyn Nets. It's currently 82 to 80. Brooklyn just scoring on a Nicholas Claxton layup with about nine minutes to play in the fourth quarter. As that game goes on, we're going to get more into that game than some of your questions. So I apologize. I'm going to try and get to everything here. Um, Gabe Maldonado asking the really important question, the basic question that we all need to have answered. If the Raptors come back and win this game, even if Boston wins, we're in, right, since we hold the tiebreaker. That is correct, Gabe. If the Brooklyn Nets lose, the Orlando Magic advance to the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. That is all that needs to happen. Do not care what happens in Boston if Toronto Beats Brooklyn tonight. Again, they're trailing 82 80 with 847 to play. Toronto making a little bit of run to get back into this game, but they have yet to take the lead uh, since very, very early on. Nice uh, pull up jump, nice turnaround jumper by OG Ananobi to tie the game with 840 to play. Uh, Saw some discussion in the comments about Jamal Mosley being coach of the year. I agree with that. The last time I checked, the odds were ridiculously bad. I think this week has changed those odds a little bit. So you uh, might be a little late on that, but. Jamal Mosley absolutely should be in the running for coach of the year. Again, like I said, so many of these awards are based off team success. If Orlando makes the playoffs as a seed, Mosley will at least be a finalist for coach of the year. Um, I think Ime Yudoka will also get some consideration for coach of the year for how well the Houston Rockets have played early in the season. But, you know, it's still, it's still very, very early. I don't want to get too uh, far into rewards. Um, Rafa Casanova asking, what do you think about Halliburton's idea of adding more incentive to the IST as the winner gets a an automatic play in birth. Um, I am not quite there yet. Um, I think that we'll get some feedback uh, after this tournament is over and, and the players will say, hey, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. Can we change this? Can we change that? Um, but overall, it really does feel like the players are into it. Um, and, and it's it's kind of played out exactly how I thought it would. Some of the earlier games in the in-season tournament, like nobody knew really how to treat them as we got closer to the end and we could see the light at the end of the tunnel, we could see what teams needed to do to advance. You know, you're hearing teams talk about the the point differential and not liking the point differential as a tiebreaker. Maybe that is something that gets adjusted. I don't know what else you do. That's, that's just a thing that, that people do. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that, I don't know how you adjust that, but you've seen a lot of teams openly complain about point differential. Mostly the teams that needed to make up a big point differential, on the final day, <coughs> Boston. Um, but uh, but uh, overall, I think this tournament's worked out really well. I think the incentives, the the cash prize, especially as motivated players, I think a lot more than people thought. Um, I do think an automatic play in birth might be a good idea. My idea has generally been like everyone bumps up a spot. So if you're in the lottery and you win the thing, you get a play in birth. If you're Uh, a playoff team, you bump, you know, you bump up a seed, essentially, it gives you like a little boost. So if you're the two seed, you get the one seed in the tournament and home court advantage. Um, But, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's, that's enough. I don't, I don't think the players need that honestly, to be competitive. I I think when we get to Vegas, we're going to see players, we're going to see players really, 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 really get into this thing uh, as, as, as we go. Um, again, uh, we are watching here the final seven minutes and five seconds of this game. The Brooklyn Nets lead the Toronto Raptors eighty-eight to eighty-seven. Uh, with everything going on, and now Brooklyn just hit a three uh, from uh, I believe that's Dor- uh, Dorian Finney-Bruce uh, O'Neill, uh, I think I don't know. Um, with the results going on elsewhere in the league, Boston currently up by thirty on Chicago. New York currently leading uh, Toronto by sixteen. It does appear that this will come down. To the Brooklyn Nets losing to the Toronto Raptors. If the Toronto Raptors beat the Brooklyn Nets, the Orlando Magic will advance as the winners of Group C uh into the quarterfinal round of the in-season tournament. Milwaukee currently trailing Miami 97-93 early in the fourth quarter. Uh so where the Magic go is not determined. Um if I'm if I'm remembering the standings correctly, uh if if these results hold, if the current results hold, another big three there. So we're, 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 in it now, six, six ten to go here. Um, if these current results hold, I believe New York would win group B, uh, and would host, uh, the winner of group C, uh, and Indiana would be that one seed and host the wild card, which in this case, I believe would be the Milwaukee bucks. Um, you know, uh, honestly, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the math on that. Um, I promised to bring my calculator, but I do not have my calculator out. Um, let me, let me, let me, yeah pull up the standings you know we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna do that um but the math is the math is very very simple for the orlando magic at this point orlando needs toronto to beat brooklyn if toronto beats brooklyn the orlando magic are going on to the quarterfinals um if they do not then uh then the magic are are not um let me just check group b here um the new york knicks needed the need to the New York Knicks might have might pass Milwaukee uh, if, if these results hold. Uh, I am not a hundred percent certain on that. Um, so so yeah, we'll 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 get there. Um let's uh let's get to some of your questions here uh on on our YouTube page. Um if you're on our Twitter spaces, feel free to jump in with questions. I'll kind of close off questions and comments a little bit with about three minutes to go when we get to the under three timeout. We're currently 9492 Brooklyn with 543 left in the fourth. So this thing is going to come. Down to the wire, um, Paxton Bryant asks on YouTube if Sutton can handle the lead guard duties. Wait till the off season and go get Gary Trent Jr. Again, a lot of transaction, uh, transaction thoughts and a lot of transaction um, ideas. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is it wouldn't be a bad get and and I don't think would be a, a terrible idea for the Orlando Magic. Um, you know, again there was all the rumors about him at last season. He ended up re-signing with Toronto. I, I still think the Magic are going to try and keep some flexibility, but. Uh, I don't think that is uh, that is the the worst idea uh, in the world for the Orlando Magic and the worst idea for for them either. Um, we're all stressing over the Raptors game to worry Ascension sixty six, but yeah, you know, uh, like, look, I'm not a big transaction guy. Y'all remember me from this off season. I am not good at fake trades. I'm not necessarily good at, at, at evaluating the market. Um, I still think it's a little early to be talking too much about trades and, and talking too much about um I think my Twitter space is just shut down okay um I, I think it's still a little too early to be talking about trades and and, and all that uh but um but uh uh um I, I, I but you know obviously it's gonna happen at some point um if you are listening on the Twitter spaces uh Twitter spaces appears to be uh but uh, to be done um I guess I don't know I' uh, uh, it looks like the Twitter spaces ended. Uh, so if you were watching on Twitter spaces, um, come jump on the YouTube, I guess. I, I don't know if it's I uh, I don't know if it, if, if that's a thing now, because it's, it looks like it ended on me, uh, you know, you know, cause I, I don't want to, uh, pay for that blue check mark. So only YouTube now, congratulations, everyone. You made it to the YouTube exclusive part of the show. Um, we are tied with 430 to play after Gary Trent Jr. basket. So I'm going to start paying attention to these games. Um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of suggestions here in the comments about how to expand and change the in-season tournament. And, you know, there's there's a suggestion here from Sean about expanding to five or six games, um, you know, trying to explain the scenarios are too confusing. If you think five is confusing, wait till you get to six. Honestly, I think even going to like groups of three might be a little bit easier. You know, I, the, the, the hard thing is there is no easy way to do this unless you make it a strict single elimination tournament the NBA trying to make sure there are no extra games. So the players aren't given extra stress, um, trying to bake it into the season and trying to get it done before Christmas. That is the big challenge of this thing. You know, know, again, I love this idea. I'm a fan of this idea. I'm, I've been really excited by this. I'm, you know, you know, the magic learned a lesson this year. You can't give away that game against Brooklyn at the start. You can't get blown out like that. They learned a lesson. Um, That's important. It's good for a young team to learn that lesson in a critical game. You know, they're going to get to the playoffs. Now they're going to know, Hey, we can't sleepwalk through game one. That's great. That's what this, that's what this in-season tournament is supposed to be for this, for this kind of a team. Uh, but I think there's no easy way to do this. Um, and I think the NBA came up with a great system. They're going to get feedback from the players, the player, you know, now that we've done it once, we know how it works. Uh, so I think next year will run a lot smoother and be a lot clearer. It, it's, you know, as Adam Silver repeatedly says about this thing, it takes time to build traditions it takes time to to do this uh so you know again it's gonna be it's gonna be gonna be a, a little bit of trial and error um a lot of a lot of go raptors here we're all, we're all we're all really excited for the raptors um um yeah i i wish i knew how to use my air fryer thanks thanks for thanks for that sean um so let's uh let's let's see uh let's see what we get here again i'm, I'm seeing uh the Celtics may be giving up a little bit of a run. Nope, it's still a 27-point game. So maybe the Bulls make a little bit of a run there. You know, 115 left. Again, I think we can officially declare that the Boston Celtics will have a higher point differential than Orlando. Again, Boston needed uh, 22 or more points. They need to win by twenty by 23 or more points to, to, to beat the Magic here, uh, to beat the Magic and take them out of the running for Group C if both Boston and Brooklyn win. Um, again, New York is up 23 on Charlotte. Miami now up five on Milwaukee. Um, a wild card bid is looking out of the cards. Um, it was already a a long shot to get a wild card bid. It was already uh, not going to be super easy for this Magic team to get to the wild card. Their best path was always to win Group C, and it's a one point game with 3:27 to play. We are at the three minute timeout, the final timeout before. Uh, before the uh, uh, before the, uh, the 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 free timeouts go away, so this is the the free timeout. Um, it's it's definitely it's definitely a problem. Um, one more question about the future. Let's get to this. Um, Jason Vickness asks, forget trades. We're gonna have to pay a lot of guys in a few years. Who do we pay? Um, I wrote about this over the summer with Jalen Brown signing, but Franz Wagner and Paolo bancaro are likely to get max contracts. Um, I don't, you know, may, if Paolo makes the All Star team this year. Suddenly he becomes in line for the supermax. Um, because you know, you have to make the all you either have to make the all an all-NBA team in your first four seasons or the all-star game in two of the previous three. Um, and so an all-star game here would essentially put him on track to to be on the, an all-star for the final three years of his rookie contract and eligible for the supermax. Like I said earlier, Paolo and Franz are the only players that matter. Um They are the only players that really matter for this team's future. Uh, So you pay them like whatever it is, you pay them. Um, Money's going to get weird though. Um, After next, I think it's next season, uh, the the new TV deal kicks in. Um, So honestly, don't expect Franz Wagner to sign an extension next summer. I don't think that's a cause for alarm. Uh, He is due for the Supermax and the Supermax next summer is going, uh, you know, it's it'll it, hold on. If he if he is eligible, he's not eligible to his max, but the max is still twenty five percent of the cap. If that holds true, then it doesn't matter how much the cap spikes, he will sign an extension and, and get the max and, and whatever whatever that is. Jalen Suggs is definitely the the trickier thing. Now, obviously, Orlando's already paid Cole Anthony. I would definitely pay Jalen Suggs. I would definitely pay Pal, you know, Paolo The question is, how much do you pay Jalen Suggs? You know, how valuable is he really? This has been a very good season for him. If he continues to build on this season. He suddenly becomes a much different player and a much different, uh, different uh price point. Um, like I said, you know, the best comparison for him right now is Marcus Smart, and that's kind of the role that he's playing for this team. Um, so yeah, it is definitely a big question. Who do you pay? Jonathan Isaac's is probably gonna be an odd man out. He's at $17 million a year. Marco Foltz is kind of an odd man out, he's at $18 million a year right now. Um, you know, Wendell Carter's new contract's gonna pop up and he's obviously not gonna get paid the same bargain deal that he's been paid. Um, there are some real questions about who the magic will have to pay uh, and what they're going to have to what they're going to have to do and, and how they manage their books. They've done a very good job keeping their books very very clean. They don't have a lot of long term salary. They're very very flexible to go after guys to, to be involved in trades to take take money in cap room. Um, but as sooner you know within the next year they're going to have to pay their guys so that that clock is ticking and it's definitely um, something to think about. Now, obviously, like a lot of that comes down to uh, A lot of that comes down to um, information, you know, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of that, just a lot of that, frankly, just comes down to uh, um, how this season goes and how this team develops. Um, You know, let's not lock ourselves into anything until we see how things go. It is now a final in Boston. The Boston Celtics have defeated the Chicago Bulls 124 to 97. Uh, So the Celtics do pass the magic on point differential. The Brooklyn Nets were a plus eight point differential. They are currently out. They're currently not going to be able to advance as the winner of group C um, because they can only tie Orlando. Um, They can't advance as the winner of group C. Their wild card hopes are also dependent on them picking up a lot of points, which they are not probably going to be able to do. So it does look like Boston is going to uh, have the inside track to win group C. Now, big three there, Brooklyn up 196, three minutes to play. I'm not going to do play-by-play. Play. You're all you're all probably watching it too. But Orlando is obviously now their only way to advance. Like I'm, I'm. New York's done. Milwaukee's done. The only way the Magic will advance is if Toronto beats Brooklyn tonight. Boston did the job, uh, and so the Magic are. Um, so the mat. So the, the Celtics are in line to to advance. Let me, let me tweet tweet out there real fast. Um, hold on a second. hold on one second let me tweet out everything here sorry about that uh, i'm i'm being very boring right now so uh bad foul there by Toronto came johnson at the line with 252 to play he's going to get a couple of free throws so um uh so we will do we will do that Yeah. So, you know, again, this came down to the magic losing, having a, one bad night. They had a bad night in Brooklyn. They, they didn't not that they didn't treat the game with respect, but they, they got beat, they got beat really bad. And that's an, ultimately cost them a chance to play for this NBA cup lesson learned for a young team at the end of the day. That is, that is the lesson that was learned is they, they had to be ready and, and they weren't. Um, so, uh, Uh, And so that's going to cost them this chance. And and look, you live and you learn. It's not the end of the world. You know, I I like the in-season tournament. I hope the Magic would do well. They did do well. They did what they had to do to put themselves in a really good spot to advance. And and even if they don't advance, I think we can all be very, very proud of the way that they played in these games. Not over yet. 102 to 98, Brooklyn 224 to play. So still uh, a lot of time going. A lot lot of time to play and a long way to go here uh, as, as this game starts to wind down. Yeah, so sorry about that. I'm just going to tweet tweet out there get, get see if people want to join us here. Yeah, uh, my NBA app just killed itself, um, which is not surprising because the NBA app is
1: trash.
0: Got another foul. I love how the NBA app just starts from the beginning of the game when I asked for it to watch live. Uh, the NBA app is terrible. Um, I just want that to be on the record. Like I have been have to watch this game on mute because it's, it's playing audio underneath it. That is not the game I'm watching. There we go. Okay. So back at it. Yep. Yeah. The bulls are bad and the bulls, you know, the magic broke the bulls. Chicago's gonna have to re- restart that team. Um, you know, Greg, Greg Paris here, I'll, I'll put that up there. Um, uh, uh yeah. It, look, I, be disappointed. Like seriously, be disappointed. Like be disappointed. The goal in any competition is to advance and have a chance to win. The Magic did a lot, did all they could and all they needed to do to put themselves in a position to win. Um, they, they, they're they going to come up a little bit short here. And, and if there's a lesson in that, take that lesson. Let's get to work on Wednesday. Let's get to work and, and beat and take care of our business against Washington this is a big prize. There is a bigger prize out there, and bigger goals to accomplish. Um, big three by Royce O'Neal. Big three by Royce O'Neal. One hundred six, one hundred nets with a minute fifty-three to play. Um, if you're not able to watch, um, yeah, it's it. If there's if there's a lesson to take from this, take the lesson. Let's get let's get to our work. We got a long way to go. Um, we'll be better next year. We now know what this is like. We know what we have to do to be successful in this tournament you know the magic were the remember the magic were the five seed in their group they were they were the bottom team in their group we all looked at that all looked at that group and said it was right for the taking if the magic take the take this take the step take the steps that they need to take um and they did they did the job 3 and 1 a lot to be happy about a lot to be accomplished with i am hoping that the magic don't come out flat and disappointed that they didn't advance tomorrow that's my bigger concern but this team's handled success very very well um i have no reason to believe that brooklyn with the basket they're up 108-100 with 68 seconds to go. It does appear the Magic's run in the in-season tournament is going to come to a close. It does appear they will finish second in group C. Um we will play, we will take a look. Uh we, let me let me pull up the wild card standings. I want to explain the wild card standings to you real fast here. Um so with the wild card standings uh, the New York Knicks currently lead the wildcard standings at two uh, group Group B is the group that matters Milwaukee is 3 and0 with a plus 39 point differential they currently lead the heat 110-108. so you know that's good that's good for, that is ultimately good for Orlando but because Miami losing is always good for Orlando we have a final another final to report though the New York Knicks defeat the Charlotte Hornets 115 to 91 that means both Milwaukee and New York are ahead of Orlando for the for a potential wild card. The Magic are eliminated from the wild card, essentially eliminated from the wild card. We can officially we can officially call it bomb, 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 bomb. We can officially call it. We are projecting the Orlando Magic are officially eliminated, eliminated from winning the wild card in the in-season tournament. They will finish second in Group C and miss out on the in-season tournament quarterfinals. The Boston Celtics are now projected to win. We, are, we will officially make this projection. The Boston Celtics... Are going to advance in the in-season tournament. They will head to either Indiana or Milwaukee to fit to for the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament and a shot to go to the go to Las Vegas. It does appear that the New York Knicks will win the wild card and advance to play. Uh, play. Uh, it appears the Milwaukee Bucks uh, in the quarterfinal round. So we will have a pacer pacer. Or sorry, we'll we'll have a, a Bucks, Knicks, and a peacers Celtics, I believe. Quarterfinal round. You know, which again, like I said earlier, the NBA probably the NBA probably uh wants to set up that nice Celtics Bucks uh that nice Celtics Bucks uh, semifinal or, or semifinal in the tournament, um, as as a big miss there by Scotty Barnes. Yeah, it's looking like uh looks like it's gonna be done here. It looks like the magic, oh no, now now Brooklyn might get to 14 and we might finish third in the group. Um um, but, hey, you know, again, I, I, don't be upset. The Magic did the job. They did all they could. That 20-point loss to Brooklyn ultimately cost them. You can't, you, you know, in this style of tournament, you can't have a blowout on your record. If the Magic lose that game by 10, they're advancing, you know, honestly. Like, if, if they win by, if they, the, the, the Knicks, the Celtics won by 27, if they win by 10 and the Magic's point differential is 32 instead of 22, maybe Boston tries tries harder to get to that number. But the magic advance. And so it came down to that. It came down to losing by 20 to Brooklyn. It didn't come down to losing to Brooklyn. It came down to losing by 20 to Brooklyn. The Nets currently lead the Raptors 110 to 100 with 38.6 seconds left. It appears that group C will have three 3 and 1 teams and the Boston Celtics will make the will make the tournament. Uh remember the important thing and we do not know how this works. We do not know how this works. The Orlando Magic will get two replacement games, assumedly one home, one road, next week uh, on December. I believe it is December sixth and December eighth. They will get they will get a uh, they will get a a, a uh, two games added to their schedule to get to eighty two games. So we will see ultimately what the Magic get who the Magic will ultimately play. Um, a disappointing, honestly, a disappointing way. We we hope that this would be um this we hope that this would be a celebratory evening. Oh, they did are they really fouling come on guys like ugh. the raptors fouling down 113 100 with 6.6 seconds left the nets are going to pass the magic in the standings as well so the magic didn't get anything they needed this is a this is a wipeout the magic got wiped out um the magic are getting wiped out here uh in, in in on the final day of of the of the in-season tournament um because the nets own the tiebreaker over the magic so um, the Magic will finish third in the in-season tournament standings. Not what they deserve. They did not enter the day down that much. Um, just uh, unfortunate. Um, you know, unfortunate that that's how the standings will eventually reflect things. But again, a lot for the Magic to be proud of over the last few weeks. A lot for them to, comp- a lot for them to complete to to build on. Remember, these games are not meaningless. They still count for the for the regular season. Make that shot, OG. There we go, OG Ananobi sending the Magic to second place. Yes, sir, OG Ananobi. Yes, sir. Um, the Raptors are good for nothing. You know, the Raptors are good for nothing. You know that. That's 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 why we don't like the Raptors. Uh, I will I will send some angry tweets to, to to my to my to my to my Raptors to my Raptors friends. Um, but that's it. The in season tournament is over for the Orlando Magic. The Brooklyn Nets defeat the Toronto Raptors one fifteen to one o three. The Orlando Magic finished second in Group C. They appear to not to, to be to lose the wild card as well. Uh, so the Orlando Magic are going to be uh, playing those two replacement games next week. Um, is what it is. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but uh, a disappointing way for uh, this in-season tournament to end in what has been a fantastic two weeks of basketball for the Orlando Magic. The good news is we get to keep it rolling because the Magic play the Washington Wizards on Wednesday. Let's get back. to to it. Still a lot to play for this season. So, disappointing at the Magic on advancing in the season tournament, but still a lot to get to. I'm going to wrap this show up. I want to thank everyone for joining uh us for this li- for this live uh stream uh of of this in season tournament. I hope everyone had fun. I'm glad we got to answer some questions here over the last hour and a half. Um I'm going to hopefully turn some of these questions into a um into a uh what's it called? Uh, into a, 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 a mailback post, kind of go deeper into some of these questions that some of y'all asked. Um, so I want to thank you all for for joining the show. Um, you, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcast, Hit your tune in the Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of my based on podcasts to your podcast enabled as a device, as well as watch it on YouTube like you're doing right now. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OmagicDaily and also be sure to check out my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub for even more Orlando Magic content. Thank you all again for your support. Don't forget you can check out the Orlando Magic broadcast the home radio broadcast of every Orlando Magic game on the Sirius XM app. Just go to SXM. Just go on the SXM app and search Magic. Thank you all again for joining us for this live watch along of the in-season tournament. Unfortunately, the Orlando Magic's in-season tournament run is over. We'll wait to see who the Magic play next week in their replacement games. Good luck to the Boston Celtics. We're not, we're not, we're not angry. These are the rules. You guys did the job. We appreciate you guys. You know, you're the tournament favorites. So you did you did what you were supposed to do anyway. Um, good luck, good luck to the Boston Celtics and good riddance to the Toronto Raptors. Like, I can't believe we had to we had to cheer for them for a night. Um, but that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic.